Luke's, do you think LSU? So there's we we have a big LSU fan base in the Jackson mm-hmm. Metro area, both alums and just people that are fans, two and a half right. hours away from Baton Rouge. Okay, so you see purple and gold around town and so on, and they communicate with us. They're wonderful listeners. Do you think that Brian Kelly and LSU are trending the right way? Like they were devastated going nine and three, which is funny, mm-hmm. but. And then they still had the Heisman. They were terrible on defense. We know what the issues were. Um, mm-hmm. You can't be outside of the top 100 at LSU in defensive scoring efficiency. That's hard to do. Um, yeah. Do you think they're trending the right way, Tom, to get back in the mix with, with Bama and Georgia and some of the other big boys? Well, I mean, if, if you're going to base it off of previous history and level of success that Brian Kelly has had at every stop he's ever been at. I'm talking about going back to Grand Valley State before Central Michigan, before Cincinnati, and then, of course, Notre Dame. And the answer would, would be yes. I also think that the competitive climate that they are in is completely different than any of those that I just ref, you know referenced previously. So it's harder, right? Um, but I, I think we were all dumbfounded by how poorly they played on defense when you consider the level of athlete that they have. And also the other thing, too, that I think gets glossed over a little bit is for two years in a row now, they have not started the season off well. Like, they have not come out of the gate hot, putting on all cylinders and, and playing good. So is it trending in the right direction? I would lean towards saying yes. The timing, though, of losing Jane Daniels, I think is – is, is could be somewhat impactful in the sense that you lo- you lost Walker Howard. I think Garrett Nussmeyer is going to be a really good player for them at quarterback. But you're going you're going to have a drop off of production. You can't not. It, it'll be like replacing Michael Penix next year or replacing both. Oh. There's going to be a difference, right? It just it's just they've been that productive. So we'll see. I, I think that the one thing they have that nobody else has to the level that they have it is they have no power five in state competition in a state with great talent. Sure. So if, if, if you prepare, if you prevent, you know, coach Saban, Lane Kiffin, you know, from going in there and poaching, then yeah, you're going to be just fine. I have to tell you about this game changing product. I use before a night out with drinks. It's called Z biotics. Let's face it. After a night out with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day. Like I used to, and I have to make a choice. I can either have a great night or a great next day. And that is until I found Z-Biotics. Every time I have a Z-Biotics before drinks, I notice a difference the next day. Even after a night out, I can confidently plan on hosting this show and being awesome without worry. Look, I won't lie. I was a bit on the fence about Z-Biotics initially, but then while hanging out with friends over cocktails, I gave it a shot. And believe me, it is the real deal. Go to zbiotics.com slash OOB to get 15% off your first order when you use OOB at checkout. Remember to head to zbiotics.com slash OOB and use the code OOB at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. Tom Luganbill on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. All right, you teed me up because Penix Jr. is my favorite quarterback this year in college football. Um, and if he played in this area, who knows how much pub he receives. Uh, how do you 
when you look at Penix Jr. and his game and what he's been able to do over this long career at Indiana and, and Washington, and DeBoer is unbelievable, uh, what is his future, in your opinion, in the NFL? I think the answer to that question, probably as it does with most players at the quarterback position um, going into the NFL draft, is where does he land? Does he have to play right away? Can he can he take the Jordan Love route? Can he take um, the Steve McNair route where it's not thrust upon him right away? So the thing with Michael Penix that I think is going to hurt him more than anything else is he has a long, 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 long history of serious injuries. Now, he's been able to stay healthy largely because offensively he does such a good job of getting the ball out of his hand, it's hard to rush him, um, and they've protected him well. But when you're talking about you know an NFL-caliber quarterback and you're considering a high draft choice on him, durability becomes the best ability. So I think that's going to be heavily scrutinized. I think that his ability to accurately and consistently throw the deep ball is better than any other player in this class, including Caleb Williams and Drake May. I think he's the best deep ball thrower in this quarterback group. Um, I'm not sure it's even close. Uh, but there are going to be other factors, like I mentioned, that may, maybe don't have a lot to do with, with talent and things of that nature. It, I was talking to another guy in the industry, and he said we went through this Camelot period of quarterback play in college football sure. because of COVID and the super seniors, Lugs, and you just referenced mm-hmm. several of them including Bo Nix, who I give all the credit in the world to, and Penix Jr. and others, Jaden. Um, he said, we may look, we may have a dip after going through this, you know, Camelot period. Could you see that happening? I absolutely could. I, in fact, I think we will have it, uh, a dip. And listen, you can't – we had gotten to a point in college football, Bo, where, like, everybody's a three-and-out guy, or thinks they are, right? So they come in, they right. play as a freshman. They don't play a lot of games, they leave. Or they come in, they play as a redshirt freshman, and then they're eligible for the draft as a redshirt sophomore, and they leave. Gone are the days of the redshirt junior, redshirt senior, and now with COVID, 60-year grad guy. We used to see that all the time. Like, I remember, you remember Bill Parcells used to talk about his recipe. I want a guy who started at least three years, the minimum of a redshirt junior, who has a three-to-one touchdown-interception ratio and completed at least 65% of his passes. Well, you can still check a lot of those boxes now, but it's hard to check the box of a redshirt junior or a redshirt senior. So we have all this experience. It, it shouldn't be a surprise that Jaden Daniels, Bo Nick, Michael Penix, um, and there, there, there's others out there that are all older that have played a ton of football, suddenly started playing their best football now. Lugs, I do not envy Will Rogers going to Washington. Uh, he he's a tremendous competitor. Um, he's accurate. He's been coached well since he was four years old by his dad. He got a ton of reps in the Mike Leach offense, which I think was great. But to follow Penix Jr., considering both of their games, and that Will's limited as far as mobility and athleticism. Man, I think that's a tough follow, Lukes. How do you see it? I do too, man. I, um, you know, I wrote a piece on ESPN.com last week about you know some of the rules of the quarterbacks that's probably the ten best 
Rodgers needed to find an air raid system, right? We've seen him out of the air raid system, and it's not the same. And so I knew at that time the rumblings were Washington. And if you're Washington, you're saying, okay, this guy's played a lot of football. He can come in and compete and battle. Let's see what he does. But I'm, I'm with you, man. I don't know if that's the ideal fit. All right, one more. Uh, I've only got a couple of minutes. Did you see the Chip Kelly audio about how he oh, said yeah. uh, football programs should be independent and UCLA and Arizona should be playing each other in all the sports? I, I thought he nailed it. No, he totally nailed it. And you could do it. You can just sit there and say, okay, all of the non-revenue Olympic-style sports are going to remain with conference affiliation within the regional footprint, and they're all going to play each other like they normally do. And the revenue producers and all of the football programs at the group of five and, and it's a power five, whatever you want to do with the FBS program, they're going to go independent of those other sports and of those conferences. They'll still be funneling revenue to them, um, but they will, they will be on their own. And then you find yourself a, you know, a commissioner like somebody I was saying the other day to somebody like, why wouldn't we go out and maybe target or, you know, somebody like that who, you know, could be an overseer, could be a guy, oh, yeah. you know, because you're going to have to have a, a commissioner. You're going to have to have somebody that would oversee and overlook all of this stuff. Um, so I love the idea. And I, and I think he's right. because I think it would preserve, it would limit costs with all of the other sports that are going to massively jump now with all of this realignment. Um, and so I, I didn't disagree with him at all. Tom Lugan, Bill. On the Out of Bounds Show. Lugs, thanks, bud. Have a great week. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. See you. 24-7 with him on recruiting. Dude, wow. National Signing Day on Wednesday. Portal Mania. Lane Kiffin making the uh, headlines once again. And uh, is it just a matter of time? Is it already a done deal for Walter, no- Walter Nolan, the A&M, former A&M defensive lineman? Or does he go back to A&M or Oregon? Or is it a done deal to Ole Miss? Good morning. Welcome in. We're live from the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook and Lounge.